ومن أحسن قولا ممن دعا إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من المسلمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولاهما بعد We continue in our series about uh, Jannah and the descriptions of Jannah and uh, we were talking about some of the blessings and the, the pleasures and delights of Jannah. And again, I mean, before I, I continue with that, to reiterate all of these uh, terms that we use are so radically different from uh, as we know them in this world. And each and every aspect of Jannah is infinitely blessed beyond anything that we can understand. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps on reminding us to not be deceived by this world. Don't be deluded by this world. It's nothing compared to uh, the next world. And Allah mentions in the Quran, Surah An-Nahl, verse 96, ma yanfadu. All that you have will eventually run out. And what is with Allah will be permanent. You know, if the pleasures and the blessings of Jannah were exactly the same in terms of quality as the blessings of this world, they would still be infinitely more blessed because the pleasures of Jannah will last forever and this dunya is always temporary. This world is always temporary. Allah says in the Quran, إِنَّ these are our blessings, they shall never run out. So Jannah is constantly emphasized as that which will never finish, never cease. Allah says in the Quran, Its fruits and its eating will be permanent. You will be able to eat there forever and ever and ever. Along with its shade, it is permanent. And that is why Allah Azza wa reminds us that this world is temporary. كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ All of you shall taste death. وَإِنَّمَا تُوَفَّوْنَ أُجُورَكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And you're going to taste, you're going to get rewards on the Day of Judgment. فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازِ So the one who was saved from the fire of hell and who enters Jannah, that is the one who has been saved. وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ And indeed, this world is nothing but a deluded pleasure. It's not something that is permanent. It is temporary. It is mata'. It is indeed a pleasure, but it is a temporary uh, pleasure. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ described that the small, part of Jannah is more blessed than this entire world. He swore in one hadith in Sahih Bukhari, he said, Wallahi, dunya fil illa ma yaj'alu ahadukum hadihi. And he pointed to his uh, finger, fil meaning this whole world in comparison to the next world is like a person who dips his tip of the finger and he pointed towards it, towards he dips it inside the ocean and then he pulls it out and he sees how much does he has left compared to the ocean. That what is on his finger is this dunya and the ocean is the akhirah. And even this is a finite example because in reality, as we understand, uh, the next life is infinite and this life is finite. And so there is no comparison. Our Prophet wasallam said that the place that your whip that you use for your animals, right? They have a, the hit the animals with, that your place of the whip that you have in Jannah, it is more blessed than this whole world and all that is in it. 
So, you know, the whip has a small place, you know, just the smallest place. That that you have for your animal, that small little thing, that is better in the Jannah, that place, than this entire uh, uh, dunya and all that is in it. And he told us that if one of the ladies of the inhabitants of Jannah, if she were to look upon this world, simply to look upon it, then this whole world would be enlightened. The whole world would become uh, bright and the whole world would smell beautiful uh, fragrance. And he said that uh, the uh, decorations on her head, you know, something that she just puts on her head is more blessed than this whole world and all that is in it. And in another hadith, also in Sahih Bukhari, our Prophet ﷺ was praying and he stepped forward and he put his hand out and then he put it back. And he then stepped back and then he explained this a long hadith. The phrase we're interested in, that he said to the Sahaba, that I saw Jannah and I saw a bunch of grapes and I stepped forward to pluck those grapes. And if I had done that, you know, he thought it is best not to do that for obviously wisdoms that we understand, that if I had done that, then you would have eaten from those grapes until the day of judgment. That one bunch of grapes would have been enough for all of you, for all of mankind. You would have continued to eat and eat and eat until the day of judgment and the bunch would still be there. If this is the reality of one bunch of grapes for all of mankind, what do you think then of the rest of the fruits and the rest of the, uh, uh, the, the blessings of Jannah? So again, my point being, as we describe these blessings, do not ever presume that our minds can comprehend and grasp them. Do not presume that the words that we use are in any way, fashion or form, the same realities of this world. No, it's merely a concept that we understand. Allah uses words because He has to, because that's the only way our limited minds will understand anything. But in reality, as I have said over and over again, Jannah is far better and far more uh, beautiful and far more perfect than even anything our minds can uh, imagine. So again, uh, just to keep on reiterating because uh, the notion comes that you know these descriptions, they seem to be, some people say, as I said, some people say, they seem to be catering to the uh, sensual desires of eating and of drinking and of comfortable clothes and of companions. And we say again and again and again that in reality, Jannah is much more than this. Yet Allah has to tell the people and we need to be incentivized. Also, it is an incentive. We keep on saying this, we should not be embarrassed or ashamed, every single human being at some level craves for good food and for good uh, uh, drink and for companionship and for intimacy. There is nothing wrong. We should not be ashamed about this. And also uh, those that criticize, we said that their lifestyles belie their criticism. And I'll keep on reiterating this because obviously all of these series will continue in different sections. Anyway, back to our, again, where we were. Uh, in my last lecture, we had discussed uh, we had discussed the rivers of Jannah and the springs of Jannah and the drinks of Jannah and the cocktails of Jannah. Remember, we even talked about, you know, the mixtures and the cocktails that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mix together various streams of Jannah along with Zanjabil or along with other things, you know, khitamuhu misk. There's going to be, you know, uh, elixirs 
uh, of, of delectable delights. That's something that uh, is promised in the Quran and in the Sunnah. We now move on uh, that, okay, these are the cocktails and the drinks and the water and the rivers of honey and whatnot. How about what has been mentioned regarding the food of Jannah, regarding uh, the ambience and the food uh, of Jannah? And there are many verses in the Quran and many a hadith of the Prophet wasallam that mention the reality of food uh, and the blessings of food in Jannah. Of them, Surah Al-Mursalat, verses 41 onwards, إِنَّ الْمُتَّقِينَ فِي ظِلَالٍ وَعُيُونَ Verily the righteous shall be forever in shade and surrounded by springs, okay? And they will be all types of fruits that they desire. Eat and drink in merriment because of what you used to do. So here we have the entire ambience being set up that there's going to be shade and there's going to be rivers and springs and there's going to be beautiful fruits and eat as much as you want because of what you used to do. In Surah Zukhruf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This is the Jannah that you have inherited because of what you have done. By the way, notice in Surah Al-Mursalat and in Surah Zukhruf and in many verses, multiple times, Jannah is linked to our actions, right? Okay, because of what you used to do. So again, our actions and whatever meager and feeble attempts we have because as we have already explained, Jannah is not in return for our actions. It's not a transaction. Yet whatever meager actions we present, Allah will magnify and Allah will bless much more. But we have to bring something in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, This is the Jannah that you have inherited because of what you used to do. You will have plenty of fruits. So this implies that there will be plenty of different varieties and plenty of different types of fruits. You will have plenty. And when Allah who is Al-Kathir, He is saying uh, that he, he is going to give us plenty, then our minds will not even be able to comprehend the sheer quality and the sheer quantity and the sheer diversity of all of the different fruits that will be available in Jannah. In Surah Al-Haqqa, verse 24, Allah says, that uh, that they will be told uh, that kulu washrabu hani and eat and drink with pleasure with joy bima asleftum fil ayamil khaliya because of what you used to do in the days gone by. Notice once again, eat and drink in Jannah because of what you used to do in the days gone by. Also notice an interesting point here that in multiple verses Allah mentions hani eat with pleasure eat as you enjoy. And this indicates, you know, sometimes in this world, we're really stressed out, but we still need to eat. And we will just eat because we need to eat to live. We don't enjoy, even if it's a very, very good meal, if our stress is great, if you know, there's been a tragedy, may Allah protect all of us, you know, a loved one passed away or any type of tragedy, we still have to eat food, right? But it doesn't register for us the quality of the, of the food, it doesn't matter. Allah always says, when it comes to the food of Jannah, 
eat with pleasure. Why? Because we are not eating for survival. We're not eating for sustenance. We are only eating for pleasure. It is going to be an experience. It is going to be just for our palate, for our senses, just for the beauty and the, uh, the, 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 the taste of the food. It will not be for nourishment. So Allah says, eat with uh, great pleasure and enjoy what you are eating. So the notion of the very food will become uh, a, a, a part of the joy and a part of the uh, happiness. In Jannah as well, we are told that uh, we will not have to stand in line to get food. You know, when you go to uh, you know a fancy buffet, let's say, right? You have to you have to stand in line. No, in Jannah you will be served. There will be a constant group of waiters, handsome waiters that are another creation of Allah. They are not you know a human species. They are a creation that Allah has created for this uh, pur purpose. And there will be a constant buffet that people will be uh, sorry the 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 food will be brought to you on platters. You do not have to stand up and get it. Allah says in the Quran, يُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِصِحَافٍ مِّن ذَهَبٍ وَأَكْوَابٍ That golden trays and cups will be passed around them by servants. يُطَافُ There's going to be servants. There's going to be, you know, and in the other verse, غِلْمَان There's going to be, you know, young boys that are the servants of Jannah. You know, they're going to be walking around and there will be golden trays and there will be cups. And Allah says, وَفِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِيهِ الْأَنفُسُ وَتَلَذُّ الْأَعْيُنُ In Jannah will be whatever the soul desires and whatever pleases the eye. وَأَنْتُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ And you shall be in it forever and ever and ever. The famous companion Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, he commented on this verse and he said that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that يُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِصِحَافِ مِنْ ذَهَبِ That, uh, the, uh, that uh, golden platters are going to be uh, going around them, that uh, he said that there will be colors within colors, that every platter will have multiple uh, colors in it. And whatever platter you look at, there will be an entire variety of colors of different items for you to take from. And so when the platter is placed in front of you, when the uh, large trays are put there, you will have plenty of trays. And in each tray, something else will be there with different items and different colors. And by the way, the trays themselves, the platters themselves are works of art. They are works beyond beauty. So even the trays and the platters, that's why Allah is saying, يُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِصِحَافٍ مِّن ذَهَبٍ There will be trays of gold. So the very tray itself will be, and of course Allah is using a language that for us is the highest in this world. The reality of Jannah is even more than this, much more. So Allah is saying that they shall be uh, served upon platters of gold. And in another verse, in Surah Al-Insan, verse 15, Allah says, يُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِآنِيَةٍ مِنْ فِضَّةٍ وَأَكْوَابٍ They will be waited upon with vessels of silver and aquabin and cups of qawarir, of crystal. Qawarira min fidda. The crystals will also be silver. So crystalline silver, right? Uh, and uh, 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 filled according to desire, filled precisely. Qaddaruha taqdira. This is Surah Al Insan. Beautiful section here that Allah says, Yutafu alayhim bi sihafin. Yutafu alayhim bi aniyatin. 
that there will be servants that will be waiting upon them with vessels of silver. So the Quran mentions plates of gold and vessels of silver and glasses of crystal and then other glasses and goblets of crystalline silver. And again, this is simply the language that we understand. What higher language could there be? There is none. But the realities of Jannah are higher than the language of the description of Jannah. And that's what I keep on emphasizing. And that's why Allah Himself says that you will have what you desire. Words can't even describe it, right? In the context of food and drink, Allah says there's much more, much more than this. It is what you uh, desire. And Allah Azza wa Jal mentions uh, the platters and the vessels and the cups of all different types. And then Allah says, وَقَدَّرُوهَا تَقْدِيرًا That, this is a very interesting uh, phrase, uh, very interesting phrase. Uh, that قَدَّرُوهَا تَقْدِيرًا means that uh, they have measured it in accordance with correct measure. The sizes of the plates are going to be perfect and the measuring amounts are going to be perfect. So another interesting facet is that, you know, another thing is that sometimes you go to a restaurant and they present, you know, sometimes too small of an item, especially the fancier restaurant you go, you know, the smaller the food item, you pay an exorbitant fee and the main dish comes in, it is so small, you eat it, I'm still hungry, but I'm not gonna afford, you know, this, this price here. Or you go to some and they give, mashallah, tabarakallah, like three, four people's plate and you wonder, this is for one person? It's israf, ya akhi, how can I eat this? But Allah is saying that in Jannah, what is presented, the sizes and the amounts and the platters and the cups will already have been decided and you will be completely content with the amount and the size will be proportional to the amount. So if the plate is going to be, you know, a small amount, the food is going to be perfect for that size and vice versa. So even the aesthetics, you know, there's a, um, a reality of how you present the food, right? You go to the, um, uh, what do you call the, the Michelin restaurants, right? You go to these fancy restaurants. So it's not just the taste of the food. It is the presentation of the food, right? It is how it is done. It is the size and everything. And that is what Allah is referencing here. Uh, that uh, it's something uh, that Allah Azza wa Jal is going to make uh, within exactly the amount and the quantity and the uh, realities of what we want. And our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to us that do not eat from the vessels and the plates of gold and silver because this is something for them, those who don't believe in Allah in this world, and it will be for us in the next world. So multiple ayat and a hadith tell us that the plates and the cups and the utensils and the vessels will be gold, silver, crystal, you know, every material that is the highest quality that you can imagine, that is what is going to be in uh, Jannah. And so we are told if you want the realities of Jannah, if you want to get, you know, over there, then make sure that in this world, you do not eat from the gold and the, and the silver uh, plates. Now, by the way, pause here, footnote, uh, gold and silver, what is prohibited is solid silver and solid gold. This is something that, uh, you know, uh, uh, the rich and the royalty would do. And sometimes you still find something, you know, a solid silverware. And this is something very, very, very rare uh, in modern times. Uh, as for silver plating, 
majority of scholars have allowed it, silver plating, uh, because it's a different thing, and gold plating, some have allowed it, and majority have said that it should be avoided, but that is the plating, the molecule, one little layer is added, so the material is not silver. What is prohibited is solid silver. What is prohibited is solid gold, and uh, it is very rare to actually find that it is also exorbitantly, exorbitantly priced, but nonetheless, we should avoid it in this uh, world, because it, a part of our sharia is that we do not eat for, of these utensils, rather we wait for them, we wait for our turn in the next uh, life. Also, of the blessings of Jannah, and I'm sure many, many of my sisters and brothers as well, inshallah ta'ala, will appreciate this, is that of, in the blessings of Jannah is that there is no cooking, no cleaning, no dirty dishes, right? Now, isn't that Jannah for so many people? Can you imagine all of this food and you don't have to worry about cleaning up? You don't have to worry about cooking it. You don't have to worry about the dishes. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anh said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to us, he said to me that you will simply look at a bird flying in Jannah and you will desire it and lo and behold, it shall immediately be placed, cooked in front of you. It's going to be grilled and cooked the way that you want it, right in front of you. And so here we have again, you don't even have to, there are no kitchens in your houses in Jannah. No need, no need for any kitchens, no need for any dirty dishes. All of this is taken care of and is that not indeed Jannah. And uh, we, ha we also have a hadith uh, in um, uh, the, the notion of bird uh, meat. And by the way, you know, the bird meat, which is called game in, in English, um, uh, the, the technical term for bird meat is, is game, uh, not game that you play the same spelling, but that is game is a different type of, of thing here. Uh, so you have different types of bird meats and uh, bird meat is typically the most uh, uh, choiciest and the most delicate uh, and also the most expensive meat, you know, so you have the fowl and you have other types of birds. And bird meat is mentioned a number of times, not that there are not going to be other meats, but bird meat is considered to be uh, the, the highest choice when it comes to meat. And this is why it is mentioned in this hadith. In another hadith as well, of Hudayfa radiallahu ta'ala an, he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that in Jannah, there will be birds as large as the uh, bact uh, uh, bacterian camels. So, uh, you know, there's two types of camels. There's the uh, Arabian camel, and then there's the bacterian camel. And there are slight differences between them. And one of them is how many humps, you know, so the bacterian has two humps. Uh, and so the Prophet said that in Jannah, there will be birds as large as the, those types of camels, a massive bird. And uh, the Abu Bakr al-Siddiq said that in, uh, they must be uh, so uh, soft and so gentle, O Messenger of Allah, and uh, they must be blessed and fortunate, right? So na'ima means they are spoiled and they're taken care of, right? So the Prophet sallallahu said, more blessed and fortunate than those camels are those who will eat them, and you, ya Abu Bakr, will be eating from them, okay?
you, Ya Abakar, will be eating from them. So these are birds that are as large and maybe even a bit of a shape, like the, 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 the necks will be very long, let's say maybe, right? So a magnificent bird, beautiful bird. And so Abu Bakr al-Siddiq said that they must indeed be so soft and delicate and beautiful, you know, so blessed and fortunate. And the Prophet said, those who eat those birds shall be even more fortunate and you are one of them, O Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, who will be eating that bird and so this uh, shows us as well that uh, the, the 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 choices of meat are not restricted only to one there will be plenty of choices of food whichever food that you desire it will be prepared and presented uh, to you now all of that food will be there but of course what comes in must come out right well that's in this world that is in this world what comes in must indeed come out but as for the hereafter everything is different there. You do not need, you know, internal organs. You do not need digestive system. You do not need any nourishment. It is Jannah. You will have a different type of body in Jannah. Uh, it is narrated in the Sahih of Imam Muslim that our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, يَأْكُلُ أَهْلَ الْجَنَّةِ وَيَشْرَبُونَ The people of Jannah, they will be eating and they will be drinking. So, we affirm that they will actually be eating and drinking. They will be eating and they will be drinking. They will not spit. They will not need to use the restroom to defecate and they will not urinate. So the Prophet is explicitly saying, things are going to come in, but nothing will come out. Not even a spit, nothing will come out. Their food shall be converted into burps. And those burps in our world, those burps don't smell very nice. And the Prophet said, those burps will smell like the rih of musk, like the fragrance of musk. And they shall be inspired by Allah to say tasbih and to say takbir, just like all of you are breathing now as naturally and as effortlessly without even thinking the people of Jannah will be subhanallah, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah, just dhikr and it's just going to be natural. It will be just be coming uh, to them without them giving a second uh, thought. And so we are told that in Jannah, there is no najasat. Obviously, how can there be najasat in Jannah? And in fact, this is explicitly mentioned in uh, hadith in uh, Sahih Muslim as well and other books of hadith, Abu Dawud and others that a, a person of, uh, you know, another background, Christian background, he came to the Prophet Sallallahu and he thought that he would present to him a trick question, a question that would, you know, silence him. And he said that, uh, uh, oh messenger, and he's not a Muslim at this time, you know, um, that, oh, 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 uh, um, uh, he calls him a messenger, but he doesn't believe in him, that you are telling us to believe that people of Jannah eat and drink, but the one who eats and drinks must expel. And you have also said that there's no negative or no evil or no nudges in Jannah. In other words, the man thought that he has found a contradiction. And the Prophet explained to him that they shall eat and drink, but it shall be converted into uh, a fragrant uh, musk-infused uh, belching. So whatever has been eaten, it will simply come out uh, in air, 
it's, and, and the air is going to be smelling like musk, like the burp that we do, but it's not going to be any negative uh, smell. This indicates therefore that uh, the food of Jannah is not for nourishment. The food is just for the taste and for the uh, pleasure. And we also, of course, uh, mentioned this hadith before, that as the food is being served, there will also be uh, fragrance and musk, and there will be an ambience of, you know, the wood that is burnt, you know, the uh, the aloe wood that is used, you know, the, the expensive wood. So, and sometimes it's also oud and whatnot we have over here. So the ambience is gonna be uh, one of great, you know, comfort. And this is mentioned in the hadith in Sahih Muslim. Aniyatuhum fiha al-dhahab. Amshatuhum min dhahab wal-fidda. That their uh, plates are gonna be made of uh, pure uh, gold. And even their combs, are going to be made from gold and silver. وَمَجَامِرُهُمْ الْأَلُوَّةِ مَجَامِرُهُمْ So the majamir is that which you put, uh, you know, the, so in Arab culture, to this day, you know, you have uh, that uh, box that you put expensive wood in, right? And then you leave it in the corner. Even in Indian culture, you have sometimes of this, you know, you put something of a fragrant smell so that the whole room smells in a very beautiful manner. So the Prophet ﷺ said that, uh, uh, they will have aloe wood. You know, the most expensive wood uh, will be there for the ambience here. And misku. And when they sweat, even the sweat will smell like musk. It will smell like musk. So we have therefore all of these descriptions puts it together. The ambience is there, the fragrance is there, uh, the food and drink is there. And there are uh, you know, two uh, sections of the Quran that really uh, talk about this in vivid detail. And we learn one more thing as well that uh, definitely we need to, to, to explicitly mention in this series. And that is that I already mentioned, you know, some uh, some lessons ago that Jannah has many, many, many levels to it, more than we can count. And I already mentioned that some of the scholars of the Sahaba, they said that the levels of Jannah are in the thousands, and some have said even more than this. And we know from the Quran uh, that, you know, uh, there's something called ghuraf, which is the VIP, okay? Now, we learn another distinction from the Quran, which is very explicit. No doubt there are thousands of levels, no doubt, right? Thousands of levels of Jannah. And uh, the highest level is, of course, the highest category is, of course, Firdaus. But there is a one dividing line, if you like, it's not a real dividing line, but there is a dividing line between what is called a higher level overall and between the average level. So Allah mentions in the Quran two primary categories, okay? Two generic, within each of these are obviously many, many, many levels. So in the Quran we are told that there is a higher level and then there's also a common level. And the higher level is for the muttaqeen and the salihin and the righteous, those who feared Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the lower level is for the muslimin and muslimat, those who did what they needed to do and they got into uh, Jannah. They're in Jannah, Alhamdulillah, but they are not in the higher level. And within the higher level, there are many levels and the top of that is Al-Firdaus Al-A'la. So what the, what the Quran talks about as the higher level, it is not just Firdaus. Firdaus is the highest within the higher. 
And the Quran mentions this explicitly in multiple uh, uh, verses. And if you look at the language of each section, you find differences uh, between them. So uh, of the, uh, the, the, the verses that, uh, that are mentioned in the Quran uh, that, re- that, uh, that ca- talk about these two different categories is uh, Surah Al-Waqi'ah, Surah Al-Waqi'ah. And Surah Al-Waqi'ah has an entire section uh, dedicated to these two verses. So we can begin with Surah Al-Waqi'ah uh, and Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says, وَكُنْتُمْ أَزْوَاجًا ثَلَاثَ وَكُنْتُمْ أَزْوَاجًا ثَلَاثَ That you are going to be three categories. You're going to be three categories. What are these three categories? Allah says, فَأَصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ مَا أَصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ So as for the right category, what a beautiful uh, category that is, how blessed that category is. وَأَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ And the people of the left, how miserable they will be. وَالسَّابِقُونَ السَّابِقُونَ And the winners of the race, those that are at the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're indeed the closest and the winners. So this verse divides mankind into three categories. You have the people of the right hand, good, positive, they've done well. You have the people of the left hand, they're going to Jahannam. Then you have the sabiqoon, the winners, the best, the elite, the creme de la creme. You know, the example I give sometimes, you know, if people understand, you enter the airplane and you have the business class and then you have the rest of us, you know, economy class, okay? You got into the plane, you're getting to the destination, everything is fine, inshallah, but hey, do we want to be in economy or we want to be in business? So that's the decision we need to make over here. So that is the sabiqoon. That is the one in the front. That's the business class, the VIP lounge, right? And then the rest are there, alhamdulillah. You know, they're getting to the uh, destination. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the sabiqoon, the one who are the winners of the race, ula'ika al-muqarrabun. They are the ones closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fi jannatin na'im, in gardens of bliss. ثُلَّةُ مِنَ الْأَوَّلِينَ Large groups of people from earlier generations and very few from later generations. In other words, piety is going down as time goes on. And as we get closer to Qiyamah, it becomes more and more difficult uh, because piety becomes you know, rarer in our times. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, how describing the people uh, of the highest level. عَلَى سُرُرِمْ مَوْضُونَةٍ They will be upon Jeweled thrones. The thrones are going to be jeweled. على سرر موضونة متكئين عليها متقابلين. Reclining and facing each other. Each person has a throne, and each person has that throne that is jeweled, and they are facing one another. يطوف عليهم ولدان مخلدون. They will be waited upon by eternal youths. ولدان. They are young and vibrant. مخلدون. They're always going to be young and vibrant and active and always uh, helping out. بأكواب وأباريق. With cups and pitchers, pitchers of water or of wine. And drinks of flowing streams of wine and milk and honey. That drink will neither give them headaches nor will they have any intoxications. They will have fruits, whichever ones they want to eat. And they will have the meat of birds, whatever they want. So the ambience is set up, the chairs are there, the servants are around, the chairs are comfortable and decorated. They're having the drinks and they're having the appetizers of all types of 
uh, fruits and then the main dish and the main course comes and that is lahmi tayrin mimma yashtahoon and along with this wahoorun in kaamthali lu'luil maknoon they shall have hoorun in and of course the concept of hoor we will have inshallah don't worry we're getting there we'll have an entire uh, lesson inshallah about that as if they are pristine pearls jaza'an bima kanu ya'malun as a reward of what they used to do la yasma'una fiha laghwan wala ta'theema they will not hear any idle talk any sinful talk only good and virtuous speech this is the highest level now move on uh, verse number 27 in surah al-waqi'ah washabul yamini ma ashabul yamin and with regards to the people of the right what do you know about the people of the right do you know what well, their their uh, reward is going to be fi sidirin makhdud fi sidirin makhdud that they will be uh, amongst trees that are sidir there are beautiful trees of uh, sidr and watalhin mandud and lots of you know trees some have said these are banana trees you know clusters of different types of, of fruits la maqtu'atin wala mamnu'a they are never going to be stopped and never out of season continuously there wa furushin marfu'a and elevated you know furnishings elevated soft things for them to uh, sit on and they will also have inna sha'nahunna insha'a they will have companions that we have created for them faj'alnahunna abkaran uruman atraban we have made them untouched of a similar age bi ashab al-yameen for the people of the right hand now what i want you to do as homework for all of you what i want you to do is to go over this section of surah and to compare and to contrast the higher level. Notice what Allah is saying, that of the higher level, all types of fruit. In the lower level, we don't quite get the exact same you know, connotation. Fruits are there, but not the same quantity. In the higher level, that the, the ghilman uh, and the servants are going around them. And in the lower level, it's not quite mentioned, even though there will be, but it won't be to that level. Once again, in the higher level, And in the lower level, you know, it's not quite mentioned the same thing, that whichever bird that you desire, that phrase is not there. Still, they will have whatever they desire. So very clearly, we have differences, subtle differences. Now again, I like to reiterate that nobody in Jannah, nobody in Jannah is going to feel deprived. No matter which level you are in, you will not notice, you will not care, it will not bother you that somebody is higher than you. That's something of this world. There is no jealousy in Jannah. But the question is very clear to me and to you. Fine, you're not gonna care when you're there, but right now, don't you wanna go to the highest? Don't you want to be in the business class? Don't you wanna be in the VIP? Don't you wanna have you know the best of the best for all of eternity? If the answer to that is yes, then look to your life right now, look to this world, see the maximum benefit that you can do so that inshallah ta'ala, you can get to the highest of the high. Inshallah, we'll continue from where we left off in our next uh, lesson. Until then, jazakumullahu khayran. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. <laughs> يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما 